0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499
1: All right, Thursday, September 1st, 507. I'm Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln, Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. And, contrary to popular belief, we do always try to show both sides of the opinion, or in this case... Uh, both sides of candidacies in the state of Nebraska. We'd like to get right to it with uh, Legislative District 2 candidate Sarah Slattery. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't even ask, but I assume since you called uh, because your opponent had been on that you're running under the Democratic ticket. Well, so. Are you or are you independent? I didn't even <laughs> do my background.
0: Well, I mean, I guess technically I'm a registered Democrat, but the thing that I love about the Nebraska legislature is that it is nonpartisan. So on the ballot, there's no uh, party affiliation listed, which I think is great for um, voters because it encourages them to do some research on the candidates and not just vote because this person's on my team or whatever. Because I think when we do that, um, we all kind of lose if we stick to my team's better than your team. Right, Um, right. So okay good deal good deal
1: so thanks for coming on of course um i always ask and and many of the listeners know that we have total open any candidate any race come on talk to the audience tell us you know why you're running who you are that type of thing and it's gone pretty well we've had you know all the way up from governor to federal races down to local races here in lancaster county but give us your background um you know where you grew up who you are what you're passionate about. And why you're running for legislative district two?
0: Okay, well, so I was born and raised in in district two. Um, gotcha. I've been a resident of Cass County my whole life. I grew up in Plattsmouth. Um I live there again now, so I, I ended up back like three blocks away from the house I grew up in. And uh, yeah, we've been, I've just been uh, really involved and active in my community. So has so my whole family has. Um, really immersed in deep roots in that community. So uh, I'm a professional chef. 15 years ago, I opened a vineyard and wine tasting room with my folks out in rural Cass County. It's called Slattery Vintage Estates Vineyard and Tasting Room. It's kind of a self-explanatory name. I I mean, I
1: love you and it's totally cool. I love that you could get a plug in. I mean, it's not what I'm trying to do, but it's it's totally cool. It's your
0: background and it's what you do. Yeah, no, and it just so happens that it's, you know, my my name is in the family business. But yeah, Yeah. so we opened that up um, 15 years ago. Agritourism, um, we're a working vineyard uh and I, I like i said i'm the chef there and so i do all the food the cater we do weddings things like that um in addition to that and i just resigned at the end of last school year but i took over a few years ago as the school school nutrition director at my daughter's small catholic school in Plattsmouth. and i came in with my culinary knowledge and and uh expertise i guess and Really brought back a lot of scratch cookery, brought in a fresh fruit and vegetable bar, started making our ranch from scratch, which you wouldn't like we go through would go through 50 pounds of fresh produce a week um, because you give them this good ranch and they'll eat all the vegetables. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of my career. Um, and then also kind of what pushed me into um, running the last two years. um, we had universal school meals for all kids across the country because they uh, approved it emergency pandemic funds. And I got to see firsthand just how incredible that was for the kids, for the working parents, not to have to worry about the lunch bill, not to have to worry about packing a lunch. Um, and then, you know, compounding on that, the supply chain shortages we were seeing, like you couldn't get a lunchable in the grocery store last school year. Um, And so, yeah, just how much it benefited not just the families in their family life, but the kids at school because they were insured a hot, nutritious, nutritiously dense because we have to follow um, guidelines with whole grains and sodium and calories and all of that and vegetable subgroups. Um, So this is like the healthiest lunch that they're going to get. It's way Mm -hmm. better than their bag of Doritos and Lunchable that they probably brought from home. Or the Coca-Cola I used to chug at at, at lunchtime. Cup of noodles. I think I had that in high school at lunch a bunch. Um, But, yeah, so that... um, I wanted to I, so school nutrition is a piece of my platform and that was really the thing that kind of nudged me into uh wanting to do this because I want to take this model that I did at my small school and bring it um to all the schools across the state and then now that the federal government isn't paying for school meals, um, I'd like to look into ways that we can at least maybe subsidize just because it is such a relief for working families. And I think that we deserve it and our kids all deserve to eat because if you nourish their bodies, then they can learn better. You nourish their minds. So that that's pretty
1: cool. Obviously didn't, didn't know you until you've come in the studio. And I actually have met one other or known one other chef. And the guy was actually a Navy SEAL that I served with. And uh, he took a break in service and came back uh, after nine eleven and he went to culinary school and was a chef and so once that got around that he could actually cook. That guy was in hot order for everybody. And so we would just buy the supplies yeah. on the road and he would cook. And so, um, that sounds I,
0: like every holiday at my house. I
1: bet, <laughs> I bet it's, it kind of drags. But, um, my point is, I think it, uh, a good chef is a great art form and something that is, is really cool. Cause you're right about nutrition and, uh, and that's very interesting. Um, you're witnessing, you know, I guess the goodness of students having a good meal, you know, a real meal. And obviously um, most of the press through the pandemic can be negative. It just depends. But here here you see something um, that's really helping out, you know, at the ground level.
0: Yeah. And it's a pretty low cost um, endeavor. Like these school meals really only cost you know, a little over a buck per kid per day. If you, if you're looking at the, the USDA commodities foods that we get provided and things like that, you can make really good nutritious meals for these kids for next to nothing. Um, and so I think it's a, it would be a really good use of public funds, um, a lot better than some of the things that we frivolously spend on, uh, in other ways. But, um, yeah. And I, in talking to constituents since school has started this year and they're like, people that have kids in school, they're like, uh, I can't believe I have to pay for lunch again. This is terrible, and I'm like, right. I know. I want to try and fix that. So well,
1: cool. So platform wise, and and you did bring up a good point uh, about the uh, legislature being nonpartisan, and and of course you've got you've got to run, and and in fact. Uh Most people, you know, have to run within the system, so to speak. But what are some other platform items that you're passionate about um, as you move forward in your candidacy?
0: So I am the working class candidate in my district and and kind of one of the only ones in the state. Um, The legislature is really kind of set up to keep regular working class people out because most people can't take four months off from their regular job and show back up and and still have a job right luckily i'm self-employed have this family business that's largely seasonal so it works out that i can um and i think it's really important to get some working class type folks voices in the legislature where these decisions about our lives are being made like look at the um tax relief package they passed last time that everybody was so proud of but if you make less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year you don't get any tax relief anyway so okay <laughs>
1: so your question is is how many nebraskans are in that payment? and the right. answer is not as many as not you a
0: think. lot not not a lot and definitely not a lot from my district so uh looking at that um My platform is basically all set up around uh, helping the working class folks. So um, protecting workers' rights, I I feel like if you work 40 hours a week, you shouldn't be living below the poverty level. Um, I think forcing people to work multiple jobs to make ends meet makes uh, for less family time at home, makes for, you know, then these kids are growing up and and. Maybe getting put into the system because their parents aren't home, and I think that giving giving folks appropriate pay at their jobs um, keeps them gives them more time at home with their families, keeps the kids uh, families together, families happier. Um, and then healthcare accessibility is another one of my not just affordable, but also I have a lot of rural areas in my district. So, like for instance, if I was out at my folks' vineyard and I broke my leg, it would take probably 30 or 40 minutes for a, an ambulance to get to me okay. and then another 45 to get to a hospital. So, and say that was a heart attack, that person might not live, right? So, um, getting healthcare uh, professionals out to these, and, and then think about the western part of the state. It's even more desolate. And one thing that we can do to get um, people to move out to these these areas and open up clinics and things is to update our infrastructure and bring high-speed internet to the whole state that's going to keep younger people moving back out to the rural parts and because right now it's all the younger people are migrating to the cities or leaving the state and there's an ever ever aging population out there with nobody to take care of them and so that's unacceptable i think i read last week three uh senior living facilities in lexington which isn't that big three of them shut down in this last month so Mm. who's are there any left That's a good question. Right. (laughs) So um, that's the kind of healthcare accessibility I'm talking about. Yeah, Um, roger that. And then so school nutrition and education, I think that we can do a better job funding education and not relying so heavily on property taxes because property taxes are kind of outrageous for everyone. Um, And I think that we need to find a better formula to fund our schools rather than just off the backs of of working people all Mm -hmm. the time. And then the last piece is um, supporting small businesses because, as I said, I'm a small business owner with my folks, and um, I saw in the pandemic so many people's lifelong dreams, small businesses, closed because we didn't ha- we weren't prepared to support people um, through something like that, and so I would like to be able to come up with ways that we can um, maybe put some safety nets in place that if God forbid this ever happens again, people don't have to lose their their livelihood. And in a lot of it happened in these small rural towns, and so these small businesses go away, and then these are just like bedroom communities and ghost towns. And I, I want to revitalize um, and make these towns lively again because yeah. they're what makes Nebraska so charming. So, And we have a lot of them, no doubt
1: about it. If you were elected, are there a couple of laws or things that you're thinking, you know, Top three or one, two, three that could help your constituents, you know, kind of immediately if they were passed or that you could create or can think of?
0: Well, definitely the the school lunch funding okay. is a big one. Um, and then, yeah, some, you know, in regard to um, renewable energy, uh, kind of infrastructure type things so we can um, be kinder to our earth. I think that that is important. Um, is so we can make so that you know my my kid and my grandkids can uh thrive and so that we can thrive i just i think that um yeah and anything with helping fund schools i know there was um some bills like one that was supposed to help families with kids with disabilities that didn't pass Mm -hmm. um and i know one of my constituents was one of the big vocal um, parents with a with a child who's suffering needlessly. Um, so to be able to do things to help um, these folks that are so desperate, uh, I think that you know re reevaluating some of these things that maybe didn't pass, sure, um, and now you know coming back coming back to them with a fresh take and um, you know see. Talk to this gal and say, "Okay, so in the two years since this didn't pass, how much has it hurt you? Yeah. Um, And coming with those kind of facts to people that were maybe opposed before um, to change their mind, because I think that when you put a face on the on the issue, um, it's you can convince people a lot better.
1: Yeah, I think whenever you can personalize things and hear the stories, it absolutely helps everybody understand the dynamics a lot better. We're on again with uh Sarah Slattery, legislative district two candidate, um, running right now. Um well let's uh we've got a few minutes left. Let's uh let's let you talk to the voters a little bit about, you know, anything that, that you think kind of um helps your candidacy or represents what you're about so they can, you know, get out there and make decisions.
0: Okay, so, yeah, like I said, um, this is a nonpartisan. I'm really running as a Nebraskan, right? right. Um, first and foremost, that's, I think that uh, when I was talking before about my team versus your team, and I think when we get so, the teams are getting further and further um, apart. I when agree. And when, they, when you get so far away from the other people on the other team, you can't even see their face. You can't see their humanity anymore, and so you don't. Think of them as a friend and a neighbor. And I I think that sucks, <laughs> frankly. Um, no, we can use that language okay. here. I, I happen to agree <laughs> with your
1: sentiment on that.
0: Um, I think that we need to get back to um, working together. You, you know, I, I'm going to, if my neighbor has a flat tire, I'm going to help them. I'm not going to ask them what their party affiliation is first, right? We need to legislate that way too. Mm-hmm. We need to look at. <laughs> because when the par- the powers that be are so set in their ways and my team's better than your team it's really just the regular nebraskans that suffer every time and as a regular nebraskan i'm sick of it um so which is why i decided to yeah step up and run and yes i think that i think that the fact that i'm not a career politician this is my first foray into anything political but i don't think that that's a disadvantage um i think that people maybe get a little uh distant from what reality is when they're in a place for too long so i think that that makes me a good candidate i'm uh going out and trying to meet as many of my constituents as i can i'm having little meet and greet opportunities all over i'm hitting all these little towns uh, I'm doing an Alvo community fun night next Wednesday from okay. five to seven. So anybody in that area or not, come hang out. I'm making yum burgers and hot dogs. Yum burgers is a Cass County thing. Okay. so if you want to okay. know what it is, you'll have to come. All right. Um, but, yeah, so just throwing an event for the community because that community uh, has had a rough few years and they deserve some fun. So,
1: where can people find you on social, website, that type of thing? So,
0: my website is slatteryforlegislature.com, S L A T T E R Y. And from there, you can link to all of my socials because they're all a little different. So,
1: awesome. Sarah, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the working class angle, I like the the idea of people just, no matter what your beliefs, just everyday people running for office. I Frankly, I think America might be in a way better position if just every four to six years, new people were just filtering in with perspective. Um, again, we'll uh, we'll attack uh, some different items. I've got a question about recent news about Navy SEALs. I guess I'll have to answer. 1,499.3 KLI.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499 3 KLIN. All
1: right, uh, finish up a short show here, uh, Drive Time Lincoln, half show today. Uh, Sarah Slattery was just on running for uh, Legislative District 2. Um, just kind of an everyday woman, uh, a chef, uh, talked a lot about uh, just getting normal people into the legislature and. Uh, yeah, thought thought she represented her idea as well, and appreciated having her on. Uh, Scott, we got a short show. You asked about my thoughts on the recent news with the Navy SEAL. Um, hey, listen, I know there's a lot of uh, oh, well, it's made national news, right? And uh, the fact is, is there's deaths in the entire United States military uh, regularly in training. It is something that is tried very hard to avoid. Um, in the case of seal team and the basic underwater demolition seal school, which is our selection, um, you know, only about 20% graduate and it is usually considered one of the toughest and it's very dangerous. And, you know, young man, um, died in the training and there's been huge investigations. Um, but in the end of the day, uh, it's just kind of a reality of that training and, um, and it's sad when it goes wrong. Um it wasn't the first, it won't be the last. Um you know, I feel bad for the loss, um, not just uh for the individual but the family. Um, but throughout my time it was a common occurrence, probably once every two years it seemed like somebody uh passed away in training. And I think that any time somebody young passes away, um, you know, too early, families can get very frustrated and um and it can become political news i mean i i'm not there i'm not doing the investigation but my thought is is that listen it's very tough it's very hard and uh things go wrong and i feel bad about it but